Hi, Anna. How are you doing? Hi, Morgan. I'm I'm doing super good. I'm really, really excited to be here with you today. Amazing. Me too. I'm so glad we met just a couple of weeks ago, not even. So it feels That's like me <laughs> seeing a friend again. I'm really, really happy. Um, let's start by a little uh, introduction the way you want to, and then we can dive into different topics. All right. Well, I'm Anna. I am a Spanish woman um, living in the northwest of Spain in a very rural, wonderful area called Anfeu Coliving. And I I live with my dog, is my companion, is my friend, and I'm a connector. This is probably where um, you know, when I have to introduce myself, it's just I love connecting human beings. I love connecting opportunities. I love connecting uh, passions. And so I would say that that is that is me. Great. I love it. Such a beautiful word. And I'm so I'm a lucky person who got to meet your companion, Meet Lagoon, and he's the cutest little thing. Uh, so, yeah. I'm so glad I'm that, that you say it. This. I didn't want to say it. I want somebody else to say it because I'm completely in love with him. So yeah, well, everyone is. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, so I'm glad I can't see him, but I know he's here. So I'm glad that yeah. he's taking part into this, uh, this interview. It's great. Um, so, I mean, I, I haven't really, to be honest, I always do these a bit like, it's just a conversation. So I haven't like done too many research because I want this to be like also natural. Um, but I guess we can start from how does someone, um, like you end up, uh, living in Antioch living? Cause you're not from this, are you from this region originally? No, I'm not. I'm from Madrid. So what brought yeah. you to 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 live here with Lagoon yes wow what a question I I believe I don't know if that happens to you Morgan but I believe that many things happen you know you're going through a journey and it's taking you to what you consider the, your destination and I think I'm very I'm a very curious person and um in my willingness of curiosity and, and in my willingness of discovering and and getting to know many different cultures I've been traveling um, one day I decided that I wanted to travel and, and I joined different projects around the world related with permaculture, with, um, organic farms and intentional communities, et cetera, et cetera. So that was my first contact with rural life. And that was the beginning of not being able to go back to a city life. So when I stopped traveling around the world and I decided to come back to Spain, I lived in a tiny, tiny village in the mountains of Madrid. And that's where I spent COVID. And that was too much for an adventurer um, person. Um, so I love villages. I love rural life. But it was the whole lockdown. So I decided to make one of my dreams come true, that it was to live in a motorhome. And that mother home, together with Lagoon, took me to travel around my country and then decided, okay, enough of this wandering, I want to be part of a community. And I searched for um, the co-living spaces um, adventure. That was another adventure. And it needed to be dog-friendly. And this is how I landed in this place. But um, the whole journey... I think how this thing happened, I have to go back in 
in many many years back because it it has been step by step how I realized what it really makes me feel very happy and feel I, at home. I think we have a good 40 minutes. So do you want to take us on the journey? I think that would be super interesting to understand because already now I have questions. Like you say you're from Madrid originally, so yeah. quite a big city. So, but you were attracted to more, like you were saying, like intentional community, organic farms, permaculture. Those are things that, I mean, I come from Paris. Those are not things that I've heard when I was yeah. living there, right? So yeah, yeah, already there, I'm like, okay, what happened? <laughs> um gosh where should I start so actually I just want to make it I always say Madrid because if I say that I'm from Alcalá de Henares nobody's gonna know where in the map is it's 30 kilometers away from Madrid it's a really really beautiful city but still when talking with people from other countries I always refer to Madrid because it's people are gonna locate it in the map I so do I just say I'm not, so, I say Paris, yeah. but it's, yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so I think I need to go back, back, back to when I was a kid. My parents, if they did something really, really good, even though we lived in a city, they always kept us connected with nature. And that has been something that I've been raised with. Um, You know, nature, we're part of it. And we're going to be, if we don't have access directly to them because we live in a big city, we're going to make sure that you are in constant contact with. So that is something that I've been raised with that important part. And when I decided to change my lifestyle, because I was a city girl and I really enjoy my city life, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to regret, but there was something missing, hmm. something that I could, uh, I could not name, I could not put words. I just felt an emptiness around my stomach. And I always, I always knew where the emptiness was located. So when I decided to give myself the opportunity to actually explore and give myself the opportunity to see what is it that is missing, I knew that I was not going to be looking for it in cities. Why? I have no idea. I, I that I cannot explain but I knew that I wanted to first I wanted to start it in the east because there is something more spiritual there compared with our western um, um, society so that was the beginning of the trip in Nepal and that completely sift my mindset in so many different ways so I spent three months there I participated in different projects my idea of volunteering changed actually when I was in Nepal because I found out about how much business is behind the voluntary uh, projects um, but there's nothing like learning and then you know advocating for something different so that's when I decided that I was gonna create a blog that it was it was called Viajar Alimenta al Alma and basically what I wanted, it was to raise awareness at how to travel in a sustainable way. If that is actually possible, because through the years, I have questioned even that responsible tourists or sustainable tourists because of the impact of the mass tourists in so many destinations and so many people around the world. So, but I still think that there are many decisions that we can take as individuals that are going to impact in a positive way if you decide to travel. 
so that was the uh, the journey. I knew that I was going to be joining if I was going to be traveling and I was starting to be conscious about my impact, at least when in those destinations, I wanted to join positive impact projects. And this is why I started learning about all the things that I mentioned before. And um, I was always joining different communities and I my main focus was always to learn about the culture, to raise their voices through the blog, to advocates for a different relationship with the um, nature in those destinations and local people in those destinations. So that's, I guess, how I, I, you know, how I join all those different places, I guess is I couldn't, I could not imagine me traveling, um, going to a city. I landed in them because airports are usually there. I stayed at a hostel. And then as soon as I could, I would just leave. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I As soon as you said Nepal, I was like, oh, my God. I've, I've traveled quite a bit myself as well. Uh, not in the recent years, but maybe, yeah, 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, Nepal was one of my... I didn't stay so many. I mean, I stayed a month, but... Mm-hmm. my god of all the places I've been this is the one that I still I yeah. still think about it with like my heart like skips a bit like yeah. it's the most beautiful experience yeah it was for me actually sometimes when I feel very agitated or stressed or you know you feel overwhelmed I just close my eyes and I go back to different places that I was in when I was in Nepal and I always rem- remember a sentence that I was said, I was told at the very beginning um, that is relax in life. And I close and I still see that person doing a Reiki session and saying, Anna, you got to relax in life. And it kept repeating that for 10 minutes. And I just couldn't understand. But then as my own rhythm was changing and I was following what it was actually happening around me, I realized what you know what kind of person I was when I landed in Nepal. I was so stressed. I was so that was the beginning of of a very beautiful journey, internal and and external. So, but relaxing life, and I just need to close my eyes and connect with that moment. And it's like Nepal gave me a lot of things, and that was one of it. That's, That's wonderful. One. That's so yeah. wonderful to be able to close your eyes and go back to yeah. your place. Yeah. Oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> uh, wow, so many different. Um, what? What? I have, I have a lot of questions, but like I'm thinking, how how long would you? Because you you mentioned a few experiences, and how how long do you try and stay in the in those places? Because one thing in the co-living, I don't like the term, but like the co-living industry. Uh, there's a lot of talking around uh, you have to stay long to connect I mean obviously Anseo has this like one month minimum stay which is one of the longest minimum stay I've heard of which I think is amazing um, so yeah how, how long do you try to do to stay what's important so, for you yes I I when I join one of these any of the projects I have to take into consideration first the visa requirements because you know that even if you want to stay in a country for more than three months you are not allowed to and that 
limit um, sometimes your plans or what you would like to do. Um, so everything for me was most of the time it was about visa limitations um, that it didn't allow me to stay longer. Other times it was um, the capacity, you know, there were projects that they were allow they would allow you only to stay there for a month. I think some of the fears is that when people are staying too long, they probably don't, they change their attitude towards the project. And, um, you know, they might think that they, they own the place and they can take decisions when maybe you can take decisions about something in particular, but not others because it's not your place. You're just volunteering or it's changing work for accommodation and, um, and meals. So, for me, it was more a matter of how long could I stay because of visa. Because I, I, I didn't like this one week. If I, I consider myself when I was traveling that way a slow traveler. Traveler. I didn't want to go be there for a week and then change and another week and change and another week. I wanted to stay long enough for me to connect to actually learn about what is. You know, who are these people? Why did they start something like this? Or uh, where are their challenges? How can we contribute? How we can connect with other projects that I've been and, you know, how we can make uh, further collaboration. So that requires time. That requires building a relationship, trust, and 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 it's not done just in, in, in one day, I think. So, um, but I would say visas was probably the... Uh, the word. So I, I mean, I've done things like when I was in New Zealand, go to Australia to get out of the country and come back. When I was in Vancouver Island, I went into United States and then came back so I could stay long. You know, I've done things like this because I really wanted to be at that project for a longer time because it was just not enough. Yeah. Yeah. The good old like visa run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this bureaucracy, uh, I just I just want to say something. <laughs> this bureaucracy, uh, and especially these visa requirements, and we haven't got into something that I and it's you know, but the system, and especially when traveling, is always is another way of showing privilege for those passports that is so much easier for them to do, go, stay, and do whatever. And that is another another proof of the inequalities when we're looking at, our, at the economic system. And this one in particular, when traveling, the color of your passport is going to make a tremendous you know, um, distinction. And there, we're already putting people in mm -hmm. disadvantages situations and, and, and circumstances compared with others. So I'm really, it's something that really gets in my nerves. I need to be honest. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, like, absolutely. I think it's something, I, I can't remember with whom I was talking about that, but it's something I've, I've realized, I have to admit, uh, shame, shamely, shamely? No, with shame. Uh, that it's, um, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I discovered that recently that with moving to the UK as a European mm -hmm. after Brexit, I just kind of like was hit with a wall of paperwork and administrative things that I had as a European, especially yeah. going through Europe, you're kind of like not even thinking about those things anymore. But yeah, yeah. now I'm yeah. like really aware of, and once again, I'm super privileged, like French passports. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a good segue into uh, maybe we can talk a bit about what you're doing now, uh, aside from all your projects. 
<laughs> but like the 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 one about like yeah the well-being economy um alliance and if you can tell us a bit about what it is and how you got into it and, and what are your dreams okay. for it yeah so what they the um the well-being economy alliance is um collaboration of organizations alliances um individuals movements um networks that are working towards a well-being economy and um and what we want to do is we want to deliver human and ecological well-being so there is no um is very briefly that's what we're trying to do and um and we are trying to do that by promoting um connections and collaborations between different actors um, between all those that are already in the new economies um, ecosystem, and we want to impact larger by bringing them all together because we're going to be always stronger and we're going to be more impactful by coming together by by doing things in separate ways. So this is what why we all and this is the Wellbeing Economy Alliance. This is um, we all would the intention was always from the beginning when we were born in, back in two thousand eighteen. I am the network co-lead. I share this role with my colleague Tobile, who is based in South Africa, and I am currently taking care of the creation and development of different WIO local hubs in different countries around the world. And how I got there is another journey that, again, it takes me to our first part of this conversation when I was telling you that how I got into the rural life it was a journey. And this was a journey as well, because when I left Vancouver Island, I knew that I wanted to go back to Spain, but I needed to do something with a purpose. I could not go back to what I was doing before. I could not go back to working for a corporation. It, just, it was out of the question. So I reached for help. Um, I needed to find out how to get into these kind of organizations or businesses that were trying to do things different. And what happened is that before I went to Canada, I attended um, a Nessie Forum, a new economy and social innovation forum that happened in Malaga. And for me, that was one of those aha moments because I was very into the sustainable and responsible tourists. But when I linked that to the economic system, it was like, oh my gosh. And it was, you know, and I, again, I'm a very curious person. So over the time that I was in Canada, I was always reading about this. I was always in contact with all these um, initiatives and I was learning about new economic frameworks. And so then I reached out for those who organized the event because I volunteer at that forum and likely, or maybe not likely, but all the planets were aligned. I don't know. The person that I reached he was part of the um, co-founders of WIO and they were looking for a network lead and there is this history. I remember I was getting out of Canada. I took a train from Seattle to Chicago to visit my sister and in Chicago, I found out that I was given that role. So by the time that I landed in Spain, I already had a job and it was at the beginning it was very challenging. I have never worked remotely. I have never worked in front of a computer. I was coming from working in an eco village all day outdoors, all day doing things with my hands. And suddenly I was sitting in front of a computer for 12 hours and it was tough. 
it was very tough. But by the time that COVID arrived, I mastered it. And, you know, I was for two years already working in <laughs> front of the computer. So it was not a struggle. Um, but yeah, that's how I landed in Wheel. And it's been an incredible journey. I have learned so much and I have had the opportunity to meet so many incredible people out there in the world. Uh, there are so many incredible initiatives who are actually working towards an economy that is bringing fairness and and well-being and all within planetary boundaries. And it's just it's just beautiful to see what is out there. And I feel very lucky. Mm. Yeah, my God. I feel like every time I'm I'm meeting new people, I'm like, my God, there's still so much to explore. There's still so much to learn. It's like um, <laughs> someone shared on LinkedIn, I think it was Juan who shared on LinkedIn, when you he wrote, when you think you've reached your limits in terms of communities, there's always yeah. more coming up. And it's just exactly. so true. Yeah. Um, really interesting what you said about it was hard to become remote uh oh. and and on the computer like how do you how did you find that balance because for someone I, I who didn't. really you didn't you so <laughs> no I didn't for six months I didn't so I oh. I, I want to be I didn't learn the lesson until it was a little bit almost too late because mm. my back was suffering I think my my optimism my everything I was feeling very drained the only thing that it kept me going it was that I was passionate about what I was doing and it was the beginning and I'm passionate about initiating something as well so and I was working with really really nice people so that kept me going but then after six months I actually changed the place where I was living I changed my you know my schedule I, I started saying I really have to do this different. So I started putting, um, allocating time for me to get out of the computer, going for a walk, do whatever, but standing up with other people and, and, and especially away from the computer. So I started putting, allocating time and I would see it. And it's like, it, when you have to attend a meeting, you know that you have to attend. This one was set up as a meeting and I just needed to get out of the computer. And um wow. That I respect it. that it's uh, I don't know if I'm that uh yeah if I could be that uh what's the word uh oh I lost the word well, health health issues mm. was what uh, the main trigger when my back couldn't yeah. help you know it, it couldn't make it anymore I knew that I need my back and <laughs> um so I decided I was gonna take care of her so that was it that was yeah. that was the main reason um and then I realized how healthy it was for everything else including absolutely. the work that I was doing absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah um and and in terms of so kind of like getting used to being remote getting used to the new job but also how do you find and that's something I'm still kind of working on is like how do you balance your need for community uh when you okay now you've been at unsale for a while but when you're still mm. moving around like how do you um i think there's this something amazing about meeting new people all the time but then eventually at least for me and i hear that quite a bit is that there's also a bit of like emotional um mm. fatigue that can come from 
having a lot of people coming in and out or you coming in and out and hmm. uh, uh, so yeah how do you manage that oh that's a that's a really good question um and I don't know if by if I have a proper answer what I do know now that I am here in Anteu I mean I got here last year mm-hmm. I came for a month and a half and I stayed nine months and I'm I came back here as soon as I I could so what I do know is that I have found the community that I want to be with and I want to I want to contribute to and I want to be part of that is something that I know but at the same time I'm aware that the community that I connect online because of the of the work that I do is giving me a lot even though we don't meet in person so the balance of the work that I do, the people I connect on a daily basis from Monday to Thursday that I'm sitting in front of the computer is very positive because it gives me hope. It gets me awareness of what is happening in many other countries. It keeps me challenging all the time in terms of when we're talking about inclusivity, when we're talking about decolonizing um, our economy, when we're talking about we are the economy, when there are so many, you know, getting in touch with realities that we don't have access because of our privilege and because of where we're living. But that, it, you know, gets me connected to something that is very important for me, that is the awareness that we live in a very complex and unequal, unequal planet. But then I need hugs. I need to be sitting down with somebody having a coffee. And if I laughing, laughing together, and uh, if I need to um, touch somebody, you know, I'm, as a Spanish person, I'm a very touchy person. So um, <laughs> I have learned through my travels that that is not very common in every single culture. So I try to be very respectful, but it still is my way of showing it's like, I'm here with you laughing crying talking it's not that I want to be unrespectful is my way of saying I'm here mm. and um so I think that balance of what this remote work is this community um remote community is giving me mm. and I hope I'm giving back somehow um and the love that I have found in Anfeo through the different things that we're doing within the living and with the local people, uh, the nature around us and how much we're in, con- in contact always with it, it balances this digital life that, uh, mm. that I have. So both of them are, are very important. But would I, the only time that I have the same feeling as I'm having here in Anteo was when I was living in the Vancouver Island, uh, the eco village, um, I really wanted to stay there. Mm. That territory, that land, the First Nations community, the people at the eco village, everything was so aligned with myself, and I really, really wanted to stay there. But Canada didn't want me. Oh, visa, their again. loss. <laughs> I know, but I guess I think it was because I needed to get to wheel. Yeah obviously yeah. now we know yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. happens for a reason for a reason <laughs> uh, yeah that was a great answer thank you 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 mentioned uh, we are the economy and I think that's something that 
we can dive into a little bit because you wrote that in your little form and I'm quite intrigued to hear your your view on that yeah so maybe everybody knows about it but when I I'm, I'm surrounded by economists by social workers but I'm surrounded I'm not nothing like that I'm again I'm a connector um and one of the things that I learned is that the word eco you know, when we say ecosystem, ecology, economy, the word eco is actually home. It comes from the Greek word that it means, I mean, the Greek word that is oikos, that is home. So then I started reading about it. And, and again, maybe people know about this, but for example, when we're talking, when we're referring about ecosystem, in the word ecosystem, system is it means together. It means that all the relationships in a home, you know, from plants, animals, people with water, ecosystem is home plus together. And I didn't know about this. But then I learned that ecology is home plus knowledge. And it means knowing and understanding home. Ecology means knowing and understanding home. So again, it's I think it's it's beautiful to understand this, you know, these these words and where they're coming from. And here comes economy. That for me, that it was a huge discovery. Economy does not mean money or exchange or financial markets. Economy is the management of home. Is the uh, the how you organize those relationships within the place that you take care? You know how do you take care of that place? So it's the management of your home, and obviously, and any as any management, it could be good, it could be bad, it could you know it could have many different forms. So the purpose of the economy is to manage the way or maybe because I'm a very romantic person is to manage that home correctly and we all have a responsible role we have a rights but we have responsibilities as well on how we manage our home so you can decide what the purpose of that economy because you are the economy you're going to take direct action into the management of your home and you can describe home as whatever you want to you can do it by where you live it could be just my motor home or I can make it bigger and it takes the whole crew living and I can make it bigger and I could take the whole village of Anteu and the nature and the eco system you know the everything that is included on that so how we manage our home and what we consider home is what is going to make the difference and this is what we all is working towards to for many 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 years there has been a narrative about that you know the economy belongs to the banks and the good the big corporations and and they have taken that economy from us and we have believed it because they have built an economic system that it has been designed to actually get to the point that we are right now we are exploiting our home that is the planet that is because we're part of it and we are creating inequalities among ourselves 
just because it's in benefit of a few. That is not a good management of home. And we need to believe that we can redesign our economic system because it was designed by human beings. It was not coming from who knows where. And this is why it's called capitalist. It's called neoliberalist. So there is a lot that it has been designed by human beings. And if it's not working because we're not managing our home correctly, we need to redesign it. And what we all believe is that it's possible and is it needs to be done, done in participation. It needs to be done by everybody in this planet, not just a few who are benefiting from the design of the economic system. So we need to believe that we are the economy. We need to reconnect what, what economy was when that word was invented and that we have the means to do it because there are so many things happening around us that we are not aware. The reason why we're not aware is basically because it doesn't go in the benefit of the few who owns the majority of the wealth. And, but that doesn't mean that it's not possible. And um, so this is one of the areas that we're putting a lot of attention is in changing the narratives that we've been told for so many years, because we need to believe that it's possible that change. And then obviously there can, you know, many other things can be done. Um, but um, this is where, um, you know, one, it was one of the first things that I learned when joining We All. And it gave me a strength. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, hey, hold on a second. This is, this is what we need to keep sharing with one another, that we are the economy. Oh my god like, home. so true like i studied economy in high school my god if they had started by that with that yeah. you know <laughs> you probably change my career like i i for some reason i'm someone who's really not good with numbers and so for some reason i've always uh kind of like put that as you know it's like oh i'm not good with numbers and you know whatever like this is not for me it does not it does not concern me like how mm -hmm. silly is this of course it concerns me but like you say it's like you think that and I think exactly they also like this narrative like oh you're you're not smart enough to get it right so we'll no. do it for you we'll take care of it for you give mm -hmm. us your money and we'll manage it and then exactly. yeah oh my god so interesting. so um but again my, my I know that when conversations around economy shows up there is a huge resistance um, because we don't feel that we are capable or that we are part of that conversation. So for me, opening the spaces to actually bring the economy to where we believe that is not something that is related to us, I think is very important. But then showcasing and amplifying about the incredible things that are already happening that are not in the uh, mass media, you're never going to find out probably through the main newspapers or TV channels, but it's still happening. And um, and this is why I we invite we all, everybody to join We All because it's through awareness, through the um, amplification of what is already happening, through the work that local hubs are doing, through the empowering that we are all needed in creating this change. Um, and in connecting with people who are already doing 
being curious about all this is when things are happening, when it starts and and, and we are going to be um, spreading the message and we're going to be spreading the uh, the actions that are already taking mm. place. So it's um it's very it's very I mean I've been seeing this since 2018 and this is why I keep being hopeful even in the bad days because we do have all bad days even those who are directly involved with this um new economic frameworks and the work that is happening at so many different mm. you know sectors and levels as well. Mm. No, it's very hopeful. Like you say, it's like when you see people. They are doing it every day. Like it's exactly what you're saying. It's like you watch T. If you watch the regular news, you you oh, you're it. so depressed, right? Yeah, There's no. nothing going right. Everything is going down. Fear is being spread everywhere. Yeah. If if we knew more about all those things happening, I mean, obviously not everything is butterfly and rainbows, but there is hope for better for better days. <laughs> and we should uh, instead of being completely like. When you're constantly shown like n everything is going to hell, you don't even feel like it makes a difference if you do something or not, right? So exactly. changing and that narrative is so important. Exactly. And it's in that, in that position where you are paralyzed. Yes. That is, the you know, the, we can be manipulated much easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... And no, this is why the, uh, you know, the, the fact that there are more and more citizens assembly happening, the fact that different governments have joined the well-being economy governments and they're trying to measure things that go beyond GDP. GDP is, is the word that we can measure for a country. Um, so there are already so many who are trying to actually include other things into the measurements of what the governments are doing mm. or like the future generations commissioner in wells that oh. is you know anything that they do they have to go through this commissioner to make sure that we're thinking of the future generations again and this is where um i think we talk about it when we met um a couple of weeks ago but something that has been in my mind since i lived in the eco village in vancouver island is about the idea that I need to be a good ancestor. And I think we, we discuss about this and because this is not just about us being here now at this moment in history. <laughs> it's about how are we living this for those who are coming after us? Um, and this is um, when taking decisions, I think taking into account that I want to be a good ancestor. So that impacts in your management of home and um and and i think is very important to take it into account the future generations as well when you said that when i was in, in anseo it really like I, like i told you it's just like i heard those words like being a good ancestor like, whoa yeah. this is so much aligned with what we're talking about here and yeah it's yeah. that feeling of oh we're connecting we're not in the same country um but things are happening and we're all kind yes. of like talking about the same things and it's so reassuring in a way it feels good i know <laughs> i um i mean i definitely could go on i'm like listening so passionately <laughs> unfortunately i see that we have 10 minutes left and i still mm -hmm. want to make sure that i have time to ask you my my um the question that i ask everyone and it's really related to you already mentioned home but uh, i wanted to ask you what what makes a home for you Mm. 
Okay, so this is a very. I have felt home many times, and I think it's because I link home to people, nature, and love. So when those three things are happening, I feel at home. So I don't have an special attachment to names of places or, you know, like, but when the people, the community, the nature is respected, is present, is part of that community, and all this is ruled by love, that is home. Doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter the language that is spoken. It doesn't matter how people look like. It doesn't matter anything. But all these three things for me are, they, they need to come together. Wow. So beautiful. I love it. It's so true. I love what you said. Like, um, it doesn't matter the language. Because I was just thinking about... <laughs> Uh, Rosa and say from Anseo who <laughs> spent a week in Chateau Coliving and yeah. you know uh, say doesn't speak English but it doesn't matter at all I've seen pictures they're having a great time they're making friends yes they feel exactly. at home I'm sure and uh, yeah it's just yeah. about the right amount of oh my god yeah so powerful <laughs> Is there anything else in the seven minutes that we have left that you, you wish we would have uh, mentioned? Um, that anyone, I mean, anyone who is curious, anyone who wants to talk more, who wants to connect with other human beings who believe that change is possible, that a different management of our home, because we share our home, um is possible and um they're feeling kind of isolated or they feel kind of they haven't found their home yet to actually join who are trying you know and those who are doing and trying to do things different um please write to me i'm just anna and um and i'll be delighted to welcome you into this space of um, connections and collaborations um, is a different kind of home because it's community who is respected uh, when it comes to nature and is full of love um, and respect for everybody. So I think that's the only thing as a connector, I just want to connect and keep connected uh, with those who believe, with those who are curious or who those that they want to learn more because they don't believe. Um, I'm open for those conversations as well actually very open because I think it's very necessary as well so it's just it's a welcoming hug for conversations and connections that's all Ooh, beautiful what a beautiful way to close this conversation thank you so much Anna <laughs> thank you Morgan thank it's, you so much I really enjoy it <laughs>